0: you're listening to the podcast for grain merchandisers by grain merchandisers join us in our good-humored attempt to serve as a voice of reason in an industry fraught with misconceptions and hat truths and now from deep in america's heartland this is the elevator's cut Hello and welcome back to the Elevator's Cut. I'm Roger Gaddis. And
1: I'm Jason Wheeler. And today we're talking about Full Basis. Full Basis? What (laughs) even is that? Says the guy whose new (laughs) name on Twitter is Roger Full Basis (laughs) Gaddis. You forgot the air quotes. Sorry. So it's the kind of the
0: eponymous problem with the elevators cut. We're talking about what is the elevators cut? How do elevators make their money? Uh, according to some people on Twitter, it's the full basis. We're going to try to figure out what exactly that means here. Uh, but seriously, it's getting to the point of, uh, you know, we kind of mentioned a little bit in our introductory podcast where we talked about how we got our name and the guy in West Kansas that, you know, elevators cut on a basis. And Anyway, that that hasn't gone away. It's just manifested itself in other ways. And so we're kind of digging into that a little bit more and talk about what it is, you know, what's the perception of how elevators make their money and how basis exists within that and why this misperception's out there and what we can do about it.
1: Now, when you say dig into it, you mean? Ah, we're going to delve into it. Okay, good. That's what I thought I'd signed up for something and then now it wasn't going to happen. So now I'm glad it's happening. That's good. No, there, there's just a lot of, there's a lot of misinformation and I, I guess ignorance, and I don't mean that in an ugly way. Sure. But if you, you don't know about something, you're ignorant to something. I'm ignorant a lot of things. Grain, I hope I'm less ignorant of than most things. But, you know, there's plenty of people in the world that, that don't do the grain business, and that's okay. And so they don't know about it. But maybe they do associate themselves with grain business folks in some way or other, and, and they have some misconceptions about where where it comes from. And this stuff leads to crazy comments on the internet or in life. And the immediate reaction is people who are aware of how basis works is you people are crazy and attacks and, and, and all that stuff, which is, which is really not fair, right? Everybody can't know everything about everything.
0: Right. You know, I don't know how the sports ball works, but the, a lot of things out there that you you know most of us aren't polymaths. So we don't know everything about a lot of things, like the word eponymous. And
1: you just <laughs> can't know everything. That's right. R- Roger has eponymous, and I have my sports balls. I'm on. <laughs> well, um, it's it's springtime. The Royals are back playing again. I'm I'm happy. They're playing a little whack bat. There you yeah, go. Know, it's it's That's good. Randy. Stuff.
0: Randy's a fan of the whack bat, big time.
1: So what
0: kind of makes this problem uh, of communication worse I think in our industry is that it's not from outsiders th- th- this misperception it's from people we work with it's from individuals that take part in this industry, if you will. you know it's one thing to be uh, a New York Times yes, article writer. Yes that has nothing to do with agriculture coming in and say a bunch of trash. it doesn't make any sense and you can forgive that person. Uh, but it's another thing for people we work with on a daily basis, other other grain folks or farmers or what have you, that have this perception, and they're not new to it. They've been in this world for a long time, but have also existed a long time with these, these bad um, understandings of how our business works. And, you know, that, like Jason said, it, it's, it's especially problematic with folks within us that, in our system that uh, are just ignorant. And, uh, you know, it's... I think it stems back to us on the grain side of things. Maybe we haven't done as good a job of telling our story. You know, a lot of miscommunication has to do with stories and not telling them properly. We just got to tell our story better. And I think sure. that'll solve a lot of things. Um, but, Jason, what's some of the ways that we've seen out there where uh, instead of saying, you know, just the elevator's cut, that people perceive elevators to make their margins?
1: Well, the big thing – so – it's like, okay, my, my son is a type 1 diabetic, right? And so what do people know about diabetes? Well, it's like sugar, and maybe they can't have it, and Wilfred there's Brimley. insulins involved, and maybe maybe shots of it. Until, you know, a year ago or something, that's kind of the same perception I have. But So you think of <clears throat> uh, somebody with diabetes, and they're having problems, well, they need insulin, right? Which, which are both true, th- you know, insulin is a thing that diabetics need, but if they're like, really low, and you give them in, so that's, like, the, the bad problem. Like, you got to give them sugar. And I didn't know any of that stuff a year ago, but now I know. Um, so so I, I, I translate that thought process of me being ignorant of that to being note of that now, and I I, I translate that to grain. So you think of a grain elevator. Well, they make it on base trade. There's this Elevators Cut podcast that talks about basis trading, and that's where they make their money and all this. So these guys and their basis, they make it all off of the basis. So if... They're normally 40 under, and then one year they're 72 under at harvest. They're making a bunch of extra money on basis. Well, they do make their money on basis, but the basis that it happens to be that day is not their quoted margin they're receiving. And that <clears throat> that thought is out there. And it may seem ridiculous to some of you that are in the business, whether you're a farmer, whether you're an elevator, but let me tell you, I'm Roger and I are here today to let you know that. It, it, now it may not be a majority of people think this, but there is a good chunk of people that think that if an elevator is sixty under, they are making sixty cents yes. that day.
0: Yeah. and, then, and I'd say that's uh, maybe the predominant perception out there, at least in the parts of the country where negative basis live. You know, you get in Georgia, where there's never negative basis, and it's something else. You know, it's all it has to do with the overs. But anywhere where there's negative basis, I think that is where a lot of folks go to because. And it's not illogical with well, a 40 under and the board is, is, is what it is. And they're paying eight sixty and they can sell futures for $9. They're making 40 cents. that's a logical chain of events. I mean, but that's just not how it works. It's almost like seeing a fire truck go down the road. And it's like, well, that fire truck's going to go put out the fire. Well, The fire truck itself is not putting out the fire. It's part of the whole thing, but it's not the thing putting out the fire. You know, it's so. You know, but I I think that's where it goes to a lot of times, and this stems from a recent, you know, conversation where a producer said that uh, you know his local elevator was bidding eighty seven under the board, and the board on beans was nine bucks or eight seventy or something like that, and he says, you know, I don't think it's right that they're making ten percent margin on the grain. It's like, whoa, back up. That's not how this works. You know, so, so, you know, th- this is, it's, it's part of, part of it's due to just lack of information, lack of understanding, um, and just rampant, perpetual <laughs> generational distrust of elevators, I think, I don't know.
1: Well, you know, it's a, elevators are middlemen, right? And there's a lot of mentality amongst farmers and producers of you guys aren't technically adding value you're taking it you're doing nothing with it you're just holding it and then and then providing it to a, a user at another time and you, you didn't do anything and i'm trying to keep you from making money some people are like that i'm not saying all but there's some of that out there and and those people just don't understand and it's, it's like Damian mason had told us before on another podcast of what the true value is that they're bringing and and um and that kind of thing but the so, going back to the, the middleman concept, is they are just taking a base. So, so, the basis is 80 under. Well, that means they can sell it. They can't sell for even because they're not going to deliver on futures contracts. And if they were, it, their basis would be a whole lot less probably in North Dakota or wherever. And, but they, so they are taking what they can resell it for, backing off their freight and some sort of margin. So they do put a margin sometimes it depends on where you are. some people don't put margin in it, and it's crazy to yep. me uh very competitive, especially in this time of year but spring they're, time. yeah it's they're they're backing it off and they're and they've got a bid so if an elevator's bidding eighty under, let's say they could sell it for seventy under, probably if they back out the freight so they're not making eighty cents, so we can dispel those myths right now so we'll we'll wire whoever they're selling to bidding what they're bidding well it all goes back to they are only they have an input that they're purchasing they want to buy as cheaply as possible because they're in business to make money whatever that is whether it's ethanol animals exporting whatever they're doing they processing they are trying to make as much money as they can so they need cheaper inputs to do that and if if they're getting all they they can bought then they're going to pay all they need bought and then some they're going to pay less because why pay more than I need to? I need to buy as cheap as possible. It's like Dr. McKenzie said one time, it's all supply and demand.
0: And probably every every other econ professor in the world.
1: Yeah. So as soon as you can convince a farmer, like maybe, okay, the elevator can just say, hey, look, here's what I can sell. I can sell the same markets you do. Here's my markets. They're, I'm not selling even. I don't make 80 cents. I'm making 8 cents or whatever it happens to be, 10 cents. and then then it becomes okay well it's the next person i need to be angry at please please sign me up to be on his uh, protest list i shall now go uh do picket signs airing of grievances in <laughs> the grain business that's right picket signs are how things get gets done right uh, exceedingly so unless you're against picket signs i don't know how to show that I can picket it, pickets it's old mitch hedberg throwback but anyways
0: and, and you know not to to direct all of this towards producers we deal with grain companies regularly that their own some of their own employees don't understand how they make money and have these same misperceptions albeit they're not directing anger towards their employer but they they don't understand it and that's that's where we come in we help educate we teach and we show people how the green business works or how it's supposed to work and so it's, it this isn't don't don't hear just just towards producers to anybody that wants to learn about it, but it's even the people embedded in the in our system that's that's been around a while. So uh, it's nothing to be ashamed of. You don't know something, you ask a question, someone's going to help you, and that's one of the good things that on Ag Twitter I've seen. Despite all of the rage and you know inner demons that come out, there's still a lot of help that gets to be had. You know, there's a lot of stuff that gets said in direct messages that the broader public doesn't see, and it's usually of an on the up and up, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a helpful thing. Uh, that's been my experience anyway. I can't speak for everybody, but, um, you know, so, you know, how the basis translates into, into margins and, um, and how, and how it doesn't, you know, that, that's been the big thing. Uh, but Jason, you said something a while ago about, uh, providing, you know, service and what the value is. And so some, some folks out there will say, well, the elevator's making too much money. Well, what does that mean? What do you, When you say that, what does that mean? It means you, you think that they provide a certain level of service, it's got a certain value, and you think that they're making more than that. But I'd be willing to bet a lot of folks haven't stopped to put a dollar sign on that. What does that mean? What's that worth to you? I'll tell you what it's worth to you. It's whatever it's worth whatever the market will bear in any given location.
1: Yeah, and and there is that... The miss, so the misconception that goes along with, oh, your basis is too low, you must be making more money, not necessarily the case. On any given day, an elevator or, or whoever's buying puts a bid out, and you say, all right, uh, goal of basis trading, buy low, sell high. Basis-wise, not price. L- buy low basis, sell a high basis, right? That's, that's the goal. Well, so you want to buy low basis, let's make it $4 under. Right. That's all you got to do. And you'll just you'll make a lot of money. Right, Roger? It's like the flip flop of minimum wage. <laughs> Let's make it all $100 an hour. Right. 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 So you will you, you we argue, I mean, when we're teaching elevators, we say you have no control over what you pay. You have some very small amount, uh, but you have to be within the market or you're not going to buy anything. And you say, well, once I get it on storage or DP, then they can really stick it to me. Okay, they'll do that one time. Then you will never do business with them again. <laughs> right. I mean, th- this is the kind of thing. And they're going to have spot bid because they're also going to be buying grain from other people that don't have it on storage price later and, and all that. So their bids are in the market. They have to be or they'll never buy anything or lose all their customers. So um, I don't know. that That's the – that that's the – big point I think to make is these elevators are just making a bunch of extra money because they dropped their ba- basis. No, that's that's not true. They can't do that.
0: And in this time of the year, which it's spring, it's about planting time right now, this is the time when elevators make the most money anyway. This thing is less and less on what they buy from here towards new crop, de- decreasing marginability. ability. Um, again you know you make most of your money on what you get bought at harvest time whether it's in your bin or farm bin you know once that grain hits a bin it needs to be bought that's where your maximum margin is as a basis trader so anything we're talking about out here is is a, 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 a fraction of full season margins anyway so um but to that point about making too much you know my I got a story my first experience in the grain business was at a, at a small co-op in Louisiana and I can remember uh, I didn't know anything. I didn't come from a grain background to begin with, and um, so I got out of the University of Arkansas and, and got down there. And, and Thankfully, they were a white commercial customer, and I uh, had a lot of people, including Scott Hardy, helped me, um, you know, get through that first year or two. That was it was pretty rough, but I can remember making my first like big sale. You know, I had set some good carry spreads on corn and, and made a super sale down in New Orleans, and it was on the stuff I'd bought at Harvest, which was months ago uh this was you know December or January or something and I you know we had our board meeting every month and I remember going in there and, and you know I had to give my manager's report every month and I was excited man it's, this was great I made some money here and so you know when it got to my turn to show you know what we'd done the sales and stuff and margins it was crickets around the table and I was just like waiting and you know the first guy finally spoke up and says well this isn't going to do I kind of looked at him thought Try to make more next time because you made too much money. You should have paid us more at Harvest. You shouldn't be making this kind of money. And I'm just I was flabbergasted. First of all, it's a co-op, it's your money. And second of all, it's like, isn't this how business works? I mean, I'm a college kid. I don't know anything, but I thought we're supposed to make money at business. That was it. That And that was, they're just. you made too much. You should have paid us more on the front side. I paid what the market said I needed to pay. I made my margin by doing
1: spreads good and making good sales and doing what I'm supposed to do as a basis trader. Right, stuff that is not dependent on prices and and providing the correct service to the market that that um, that the the farmer doesn't want to provide because the farmer doesn't want to sell when prices are low or when it's inconvenient to deliver because it's the week of Christmas or or things like that. The the elevator provides services in those times, and they're rewarded with basis in, in, in times where it's probably not attractive to, to farmers to sell. That's why basis gets high. One thing I have noticed, though, uh,
0: if there's a running theme of commonality between the people that um, not necessarily have a misunderstanding of how the elevator makes their money but are always angry about it, is that they don't always make the best marketing decisions themselves and i think part of it is misplaced angst I, you know you hardly ever hear of these kind of conversations pre-harvest before harvest or something when someone's got grain to sell you know we're now we're here we're we're 5 months after harvest and prices are depressed and guys are mad that they didn't sell when they could have and then they see their local elevator putting up a new bin and they just get even madder and they gotta be making too much money and this is crap. And yeah. it's like, holy cow, man, what are you gonna be saying at harvest when you're lying to dump? You'll be glad they added space or put in a faster leg or all this other stuff. Right. Uh it's it's and I get it, it's human emotion and you get down on yourself and you make some bad decisions and it happens to us all. But um, you know, a lot of this stuff just gets misplaced, and you know, the elevator industry gets to it's the, the, the fine place of being a whipping boy in a lot of this. You know, we take a lot of backlash from people.
1: Yeah, you start com- complaining and being frustrated by things that are outside of your control because the things that are in your control right now don't don't get you where you want to be. So, uh, it's it, yeah, it's a difficult place to be in.
0: Yeah, and, and don't hear me as saying, oh, pity the elevator. You know, that's not what I'm saying because, you know, we're all in this together. Um, but it just takes some understanding and some better explanation for this stuff to work better. And, you know, the whole magic keyword of the zeitgeist, transparency, you know, that, that's part of it. You know, how how do you make your money? How do I make money? How does it, how's it work together seamlessly as it's supposed to in the ideal situation?
1: What we really need to discuss as, a, as an industry and, and as merchandisers on the commercial side is how do we really tell our message a little better, to the rest of the industry and and we do have some thoughts on that but before we get to those thoughts it's time for a sponsorship break we have a new sponsor that we just uh, secured this week so we're pretty excited about it yeah absolutely and uh, it's a, it's a it's a I wouldn't say quite a gold standard in the grain business but close there's definitely stood the test of time hey, today's sponsor is brass probes. That's right. Brass probes. Brass probes. Taking
0: off fingertips for 87 years. Brass probes. Helping you find
1: that money spot for 82 years. Brass probes. Mom said don't run up the stairs with sharp objects, but watch this.
0: Brass probes. When you're looking for that middle ground between the pneumatic probe and grabbing that belly sample.
1: Brass probes. You know that pile of crap in the corner? We're there. Brass probes, because you're sick of that seasonal help staring at you in the office, anyways. Brass probes. All right, so getting back into the topic today, our full basis episode. We talked about before the break that we need to talk about ways to engage the farmer, educate the farmer in a in a helpful way.
0: Yeah, and producers and you know other folks in the industry that that don't understand, and it's just really. It's taking a proactive approach, just like anything in life and specifically anything in our business, you know, generally better things come when you're proactive and this was no different. Um, so if you're an elevator and you have producer meetings, uh, customer appreciation meetings, you know, like anything like that, guys, these are prime times where you've got a lot of people, a lot of your customers together in one room and you can go over some simple stuff. I mean, even if it's a little blurb at the end of their steak dinner, at the annual meeting, you go in and say, hey, guys, just for clarification and for the new folks in here, we're going to go over a few things here. Just do a quick terminology primer. What's a target order? What's futures? How does Elevator make their money? What's the basis? What? You go in as deep as you want, but I'm saying you have the opportune time to have a big audience that you can
1: get a message out very easily. Low drag, if you will. The other thing is when folks reach out to us, on Twitter or any other social media or just in general conversation and you can tell that they don't really have the full understanding but they're a lot of times it's cuz they're upset right so it's it's hard to engage in a in a way that isn't met with some hostility or to to even when you know something and you know someone else is ignorant of it how do you say it in a way that that is nice I mean, ultimately, it's it's difficult because you want to just say, "Oh, this is so wrong and against everything that's true," and you don't know anything. So I'm going to tell you right quick, and that I mean, then everybody's got their their guard up, and and it's not helpful. Like if we if we want to get this message out here, so more people are informed of of this and don't think elevators are just sticking it to them every time the basis drops, you know, th- then we we have to. To be a little thoughtful in in how we we talk to folks and, and engage with folks, and and because I think the engagement needs to happen. I think we do need to engage people. Hopefully, this podcast will help, and and maybe some producers are listening that that can pick up a thing or two uh, along the way. But things that are that are positive, keeping keeping the conversation at a high level, I guess. Sure, and you know. Admit, there are
0: times out there where there's been some producers wronged buy their local elevator. I mean, that unfortunately happens, just like the sometimes farmers wrong their local elevator. I mean, it, it happens in both ways. Uh, but I, I think those are not the majority of the cases out there. I've come across too many people on both sides of the bushel that for me to believe that that would be the case. It's, uh, But like Jason said, a lot of time it just doesn't get said. And it's because we're, we run off inertia. We're humans. We don't think about it. But... I think you could head off a lot of these um, miscommunication bottlenecks for this topic by being a little proactive
1: yeah and you know maybe when you're still engaging and having a back and forth on Twitter not going and changing your Twitter handle to full basis gaddis is maybe that's a thing, right I No I'd have to disagree I don't know if that is a thing um, I, I, I think that served a point. that i'm terrible at twitter and i'm a bad human being it was fun but but that just goes to show you it is difficult when people because because they're even if you approach them in a positive way and try to be helpful they're it's going to take them a while before their guard gets down and they're still being hostile even though you have never been right and so so then you can it's really tough to say okay fine i'm just gonna let this guy have it because i know things that he doesn't know um it's 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 a hard thing, but but as an industry, as a as a field of merchandisers, we we need to we need to try and get this message out there as best as possible, uh, because farmers are our customers, and no one likes being vilified. Sure, sure, and you know I think
0: everybody in general would agree that we work in a pretty good segment of the economy as far as type of people we deal with. That's right. So with that. I think we've kind of all but exhausted this topic. No, well, well, well from exhausting it, but I think we covered it pretty well today.
1: Yeah. So next time, so think about this ahead of time. Is is my thoughts? You know, next time somebody reaches out to you one way or another, whether in person, it would be great if it was more in person because people just have more decorum with one another. Uh, when you're talking face-to-face uh, than behind a screen. But when that happens, you know, how, how are we going to handle it with with some class and, and hopefully educate people and hopefully less and less of this will happen. And, you know, your first instinct may be to just share a podcast episode with them. I don't know. And whatever number this happens to be, this would be a great one to start with. Do it. Do, are they numbered? Are the podcasts numbered? Randy? I don't know. Ray, Ray, hey, welcome welcome to the episode, Randy. Randy's here still, we thought, but anyways, that's, that's fine.
0: We don't know, but it could be. But just look for Full
1: Basis. Full Basis episode. Well, if you're listening to it, you found it. <laughs> what are we talking about? Okay, Rogers promised we were wrapping this up, so I better do it. So here we go. Like us, share us, subscribe to us, rate, comment all that good stuff. Uh, we love hearing from you. We're so thankful that you guys are listening and enjoying and reaching out to us. We've had so much fun talking to listeners and meeting new people off of this. It's been just a blast. It's for us. Yeah, and if you guys, any of you listeners
0: ever find yourselves in KC or if you're already here, reach out to us, man. We're always looking for a reason to go eat lunch.
1: Yeah, we're already setting up a lot of guests to come on the show that are that are fans and and that's really cool for us. And yeah, we'd love to... Go buy your lunch sometime. So just reach out and, and Jason we'll... means he would like to buy your lunch sometime. <laughs> That's right. And we so we hope to hope you keep listening and and we hope to hear from you. And thanks a lot for listening. So for Roger, I'm Jason. And for Jason, I'm Roger. Thanks for listening to the Elevator's Cup. Out.